Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are now tuned in to the AT Lodge Cast. Sit down and relax. Have a drink, have a smoke. You are in the house with BK Trooper and Misty Boss, aka Mo. This looks like a cool place to kick it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the house again, BK Trooper and Mo. What's up, everybody? Yes, 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 yes. We got a brand new show for you guys tonight. Absolutely. Okay, so a deal. So we're going to talk about um, indie artists, how to negotiate deals. So a deal literally means that we have reached an agreement Mm -hmm. that all parties are satisfied with. So it means that, let's say it's between you and it's your business getting into a deal with another business. Or two partners. Or two partners. Going into business. Going into business together. You should be satisfied and that partner should be satisfied. If both Mm -hmm. of you are not satisfied, then it's not a deal. What it is, is a contractual agreement where somebody's getting over when somebody else. And what they do when they do these kind of deals is they make it seem like you're getting the better end of the stick, so to speak. But you're actually getting less than the deal is offering. So so when they say deal, they're saying that this deal is standard. Right. So if they're giving you a deal... And then you start talking about, you know, maybe we should negotiate some of these terms and agreements here. They're going to say, well, maybe these are standard deals. Everyone just signs these deals. Like, this is the deal everyone gets. But I'm not everyone. I'm doing okay. As an indie artist, I'm doing okay independently. You see what I'm saying? So then how can you negotiate with somebody who's already successful and then try to make it seem like um, I'm, I'm accepting the standard while everybody else does it? It's like I kind of want to say what our parents used to tell us. If everybody was jumping off the bridge, you going to jump off too? Like, mm-hmm. it, this is not about me getting a standard deal. This is about me getting a deal that I can look myself in the mirror after signing. Like, exactly. I don't want to be... This, this can't be... The feel thing. like I got God. Yes! Like, who likes the feeling of feeling like they got God? Like, I mean... I don't, I think if we was in a crowd and we said, yo, who likes getting God? You, you gonna see anybody raise their hand? Mm-hmm. Come on! <laughs> Come on! Yeah, so... So when it comes to the deal and the standardness of the deal, you have to say, okay, be real, alright? What do... You have to look at yourself and say, what do I bring to the negotiating table? You know what I'm saying? You have to know your worth. And that's the problem. Most of the time, indie artists don't know their worth. So they're signing over all their rights in contractual agreements because of this standard term that people like to use. And there is no such thing as standard because each indie artist brings something individually to the table. So that's already creating value, right? So what else can you use 
to measure your value. What are the metrics? Well, you have sales. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? Sales. You got streams. Yep. You got views. Yep. Right? You got, you got likes. Likes and followers. Okay. Subscriptions. Mm-hmm. Merch sales. Yep. So if you got all of these other things going for you already, then you already have a lot of value. Which means you could say, okay, I'm bringing in this amount per month. Yes. Right? So if you could say you bring it in, what, 5000 10000 whatever a month, then you, you can say, okay, that's net profit. That's what value you bring to the table. So Which gives you more negotiating power. Yes. And that's the key. You see, it's, it's this game of leverage. And the way leverage works, if you don't know you have the leverage... It can be stolen from you. It can be stolen from you. Because at the end of the day, there is no business deal that is created without someone needing what you have to offer. And that's what people need to remember. There's nothing wrong with saying no to a deal. Because they, especially when they come to you. Mm -hmm. So that means that you already saw value... But if you're not willing to pay for that value, you didn't come to negotiate. You came to take advantage you of... You came to control and dominate. Exactly. And manipulate and whatever eights you want to pass to. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that people need to need to determine their value. You know like how in finance they tell you, what is your net worth? What's your net worth value? And what's like, your future value? Yeah. So you have to determine... Your present value future value right and you have to con- you have to also determine your current net worth so that that means your current stats and I always like to go to sports because sports is always an easy way for people to like really understand this what's your stats exactly your stats determines your, your net your, exactly your net worth yes so you know this is what it is when we're talking about negotiating deals before you step into any business deal before you step into any agreement you have to determine that first because yes you cannot put a price on artistry i've always said this you can't really put a price on artistry Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so you have to determine what that number is and no one can tell you what that number is only your stats can help you determine what that number is you know so that means that each artist is going to have different stats they're going to have different network different value so not everybody's going to be offered the same stuff in a negotiation and do you have a team you know what I'm saying do you have employees you have you know what I'm saying all these things you know, attribute to your value. Yeah, because when you think about net worth, what they're doing is they're taking all your assets, minusing all your liabilities. It's just like a balance sheet. Yeah. And then determining what your actual net worth is. So it's like, you know, when you think about music and you think about a record deal, there's this thing that we've talked about in, in you know, previous podcasts where we talked about them having to recoup their costs. So every cost that they incur um, to promote you as an artist, that's a cost that's going against any revenues or sales or any profit that was created. So the goal is to have more profit 
than cost mm-hmm. to have more sales more revenue than cost you know so if you if you can minimize your cost which is what most indie artists do they can have a higher profit margin they have more profit but the moment you start adding people into the mix this is why he said do you have a team do you have a manager do you have this that's more expenses which means if you're going to partner with somebody and they're saying we're going to offer this which is covering your cost you always have to be thinking can i make more than that cost that they're willing to cover or am i managing that better myself as an indie artist and also that group that group does is a positive to that also mm-hmm. because even if you may not cover the cost that also means that you have people that believe in you right that's and, true and believe in your movement and what you're trying to establish okay so after you don't go through all of these things here and now you get to negotiation table and they offer you something like a 360 deal or something or whatever the case may be, a deal. 50-50. Or a 50-50 deal or a publish, whatever the deals they come up with. They have multiple deals out there. It's, it's yeah. you, you have to know what type of deal you want and which is best for you. You know what I'm saying? So you might not want a straight up record deal. You might want a 50-50. You might just need distribution. You know what I'm saying? So when you get to that level, <laughs> You have to make sure that you don't sign anything and that you go over the contracts and that you get professionals to look at it, a lawyer. You need an entertainment lawyer or a music um, business lawyer. You need someone who specializes in these services. And like you said on previous podcasts, you cannot go with their lawyer. Their lawyer is hired for them. You need to go with your own personal lawyer that you hired to help you and represent you. Because I'm going to just keep it real simple. You can't be the prosecutor and the defendant's lawyer. You need a prosecution lawyer and then you need a defense lawyer. So the same thing happens here. It's a conflict of interest. It's a conflict of interest. Because they're not going to be looking out for your benefit if they're hired by the same management of the record label. So you have to go outside of this. And this is how a lot of people get bad deals because they don't use their knowledge. They just see the numbers and they're ready to sign. Right. And and there's multiple artists. I'm not going to bring up any names. But there are artists that have talked about signing bad deals. I mean, well-known artists, well-known groups that have signed bad deals, which is the reason the group either breaks up or you don't hear no music from them no more because the deal is so bad, they're not even motivated to, to, to fulfill the contract or to even do feel obligated to do anything because they're not getting anything out of it. And that's why you have to be very clear from the beginning going into any type of negotiation what it is that you want to achieve out of the negotiation process exactly so after you have all of that done and then they look and then your lawyer tells you okay he breaks it down to you where he can show you numbers and percentages because there's going to be a lot of words there he's going to be able to read the words and put it into numbers once you put it into numbers, it's going to make more sense, okay? Because now you're going to be dealing with whole numbers. Now, exactly. once you're dealing with whole numbers, you're going to say, hey, wait a minute. You know what I'm saying? So you might not think that's a, it's a good deal. That's natural. Yeah, because they always want to focus on the advanced portion. 
I want to mention that. Like, okay, if you sign this deal, you get a million dollars up front. That million dollars is still part of the recoup. They got to recoup that. So if I give you, uh, uh, let's just say, 50K advance, that is part of the money they must make back in addition to all the stu- all the other expenses they use to promote you as an artist or to, you know, fulfill the negotiation or fulfill the contract. So you can't just be thinking, oh, all I got to give them back is this 50K. No, you have to give them 50K plus anything else, any other money that they spend on your behalf based on the contractual agreement. So sometimes some artists decide they don't want an advance. And we've seen this. There's some artists, they, like, they got a number one hit on the radio and they still living in the projects or something like this because they didn't opt for the advance. Why? Because then that's less for them to recoup. That's less for the record company to have to say you owe me. Because you get this 50K and you spend this 50K and you don't make back that 50K. Guess what? You still owe that 50K based on that contractual agreement. Plus interest. Plus interest. So you need to make sure that you are um, aware of what is expected of you. So it's not just about what you're getting. You also have to consider what what obligations you have to fulfill Mm -hmm. and make sure that you feel that you're able to do so and do that. Because this is how sometimes people be like, yo, I want to get out my deal because they feel like they can't they can't fulfill their end of the bargain and now they feel like they're in a, a rough spot. Like and I always I always like to compare this kind of to like, you know, having a mortgage. Like, you know, you were so busy looking at the house and saying, Oh, I love the house. Mm-hmm. You knew you couldn't afford that mortgage, but you still signed the papers anyway, and now the house is getting foreclosed on. Like you don't want your career to be foreclosed on. Because you knew from the gate you could not fulfill the contractual agreement. And that's well, what well, you know, as far as co- the contractual agreement is concerned, I would say also that, to interject real quickly, that a lot of that not being able to fulfill it, it's almost done by design. Like, almost like a sabotage type of deal because... <laughs> You're, you're not, you don't know what deal you're actually getting. That's why you have to know what type of deal that you're signing because if you sign the wrong deal, you're not going to be able to fulfill it. It's just that simple. So you want to make sure you have creative control over your music, over your projects. I think that is the most important thing in the deal. I agree 100%. So, some people get sabotaged because they don't have the creative control, then they lose their fan base, and then they don't make the sales that they want to make because they give up creative control in the contract. And the whole reason why you have the fan base that you have is because of your creative control. That is a key. That was a gem right there that BK dropped. That was a gem. Like, y'all need to remember what he said. Like, if you, I'm telling you right now, if you listening to this... And it's not live. You need to rewind this back <laughs> and, and hit the play button again on this one because that is a huge gem. We have seen people have a huge fan base like while they were indie. And somehow, we don't know what happened, but their whole style changes after they sign the deal. We're like, what happened? Mm-hmm. It's probably because they gave up creative control. Exactly. And, and that is the bread and butter of an artist 
-hmm. If they don't have that anymore, they don't know where their image is going. Exactly, because now they they control what beats you're on, they control the type of songs you're going to be doing, and those things can be totally out of your lane. So you're destined for failure at that point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, I can't explain it. It's just not... It's just not a good look. So make sure that all the things that are in this contract or in this deal, in this agreement, however you want to term it, is something you can actually fulfill. Because um, creative control is a big one. Just like, um, you know, like, they have, they have, like, certain terms, like, oh, we need a... I think they stopped those, but it used to be a 10-album deal. Mm-hmm. They stopped those because... With all this cancel culture in the world and the way people are so finicky these days, they could like something today and hate it tomorrow. So I don't really know 100% what they're doing. I don't know if they're doing two album deals, but I think they, they split it in half, like five album deals. Mm-hmm. But even so, like an artist usually doesn't drop an album like once a year. So you also want to know the term of the contract. So if it's five albums, what does that equate to in years? You know, mm-hmm. like how long? What are the what are the what is the the term as far as like is this a three year deal? Is this a lifetime deal? What is this? Like we need to know what it is. Does it have an end date? What's the beginning date? Like we can't leave. Don't leave anything vague and left up mm-hmm. to interpretation in none of your deals. This is why we we always recommend hiring your own lawyer because. You don't want to have any misunderstandings. And then people say, well, what had happened, what this term actually means is, you see, if you had yeah. someone who knew what the terms meant, they could explain it to you and you would know whether or not you should proceed or not. Yeah, so basically now, and we have get, we've gone over some points here that you can now use and, and, and utilize in your career going forward. You can, you, you can use these tools and tips that we've dropped on you that you can now use going forward in your career. You know, we got lots and lots and lots more stuff that we can drop, but we're going to keep it short and we're going to end this one right here. But there's a whole lot more that we, we, we have to share with you guys. And just stick around for more. Cause we, you know, we love you, and we're gonna keep this going. And cause we, and we also love what we do, and that is hope the indie artists. Yep, we're we're all about the indie artist community. Um, even if you, even if you, like I said, you, you're thinking about leaving the indie artist community and going major. We're still here for you because what you do in the indie artist um, segment of your career is what can create the opportunity to even have any type of negotiation brought to the table. So it's all about establishing yourself the correct way as an indie artist. And that's what we're all about on this platform is making sure that you set yourself up right so that you can have the most opportunities in the future. And that's the future value that BK was talking about. So, you know, just stay tuned for more information. And, you know, we'll, we'll keep giving you the knowledge and information that we have here. And we hope that it's very beneficial and useful to you. And as always, it's been a pleasure. We are. Ladies.